Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I appreciate you joining me again today. Yesterday I was talking about fathers, and I was talking about the family, the importance of serving God, and I used Philippians about doing nothing out of our selfish ambition, but with humility, count others better than yourselves. I talked about being in the world, being with people, and making a difference. I want to talk even more about family and raising our children and this kind of thing today. I think it's a good topic. I think it's important for us to hear. So we're going we're gonna to move forward. Lord, Heavenly Father, God Almighty, Savior of this universe, God, I pray you would touch the lives of those listeners, whoever they are. Lord, I don't care what church they go to. Lord, even if they don't go to a church, I pray that you administer to them today. God, and I pray we would never be judgmental about each other and each other's churches, but we would serve you. We would walk with you. We'd believe that you are the Son of God. We will believe that you died for our sins and you rose again. God, that we wouldn't let uh, denominationalism separate us, but that the love of God would draw us together so we could reach a lost world, that we'd fill all our churches with people who so desperately need to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and so desperately need the Holy Spirit to lead them in their lives. Thank you for this opportunity to share today. Bless these great listeners in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, yesterday, again, I talked about the fathers. And one of the things that's very important for all of us, and especially for fathers, is bring your children up in training and instruction. In fact, we find in Ephesians 6, 4, Paul says this, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And if you... uh, Look at that scripture, what it is saying, exasperate. Do not make your children angry. Don't cause your children to be angry, but instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. I am so grateful for the training I had. I'm so grateful I was able to bring my daughter up in the ways of the Lord. It's very clear in the Word of God that we have a great responsibility when it comes to raising our children. And folks, I took that very seriously. And my parents took it very seriously. And I hope you took it very seriously. Now, I know, I've had parents tell me, said, Pastor, we did everything we could, but our child rebelled against God. Now, folks, I, I don't know why. I have no explanation. All I know is keep loving them, keep encouraging them, try not to judge them, try to be there for them. And you know what? If you raise them in the way of the Lord, I think they'll return. I've watched that happen over and over again. I've seen many people return to the Lord because of their parents' influence years ago. They remembered these things. There's a whole group of people in my former church that was in the youth group years and years ago, and, and almost every one of them rebelled. But I'm telling you today, almost every one of them have returned to Jesus. Folks, we just don't give up on people. Love them. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged to know that God is with you, and God's always going to be with you, and he's going to give you wisdom. You know, the sad thing is most fathers are, obli- uh, are oblivious to what they're showing their children. I believe we're going to be accountable for God, and we need to take very seriously our relationship with God. Your children, are uh, they are following what you do. You tell your children you don't want them to be out and get drunk, you don't want them to have issues, but yet you freely drink in front of them and, and act like there's not an issue with it. You freely cuss. You freely do things that are maybe shady, but yet you want your children to turn out just right, just perfect. Folks, I'm telling you what, you're going to be looked at. Your life is looked at. Don't blame, don't blame uh, your children when you are showing them something. You've got to be careful. Be careful how you live. Be an example in all things. In the passage I just shared, it says, do not, do not exasperate your children. New Testament 
Greek word for exasperate means to rouse or anger, like I said earlier. Paul is instructing fathers to make their children, do not make your children angry, but to love them and show them the love and the power of God that we have in our lives. Yes, we get upset at our children from time to time. I remember one time when my daughter was 15, she did not tell us she was going over to see, she drove, she wasn't, didn't tell us she was going over to see a friend a, on the boy side in Napa one time, and she wasn't supposed to be doing that, and she ran into a curb, flattened both tires, and we got a call from her, and she was very embarrassed. But, of course, we disciplined her for that because she was wrong, and she, she was very, very sorry. But that's the big lesson. That was the only time, really, I remember anything that was a real rebellious time. And it's just because she liked this kid and she wanted to be over there. She wanted to see him and she didn't want us to know about it. And boy, I tell you what, you heard the old saying, your sins will find you out. Folks, I've seen it and I've I've had it in my life too. Your sins will find you out. You know, it's uh, one of the great songs that, that we sing in church. I haven't We haven't sang in a long time, but it's come awake, come awake. Come awake. It's time for us to come awake and be the leaders that God has called us to be. Another scripture dealing with the fathers is dealing with, uh, is not embittering their children. In fact, we see Paul again. Paul is hitting this. Colossians 3.21. Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. Don't embitter them. If you just rank on them all the time, it says your children will be discouraged. And do you think your children are going to respond in discouragement? I don't think so. We need to encourage our children, be there for them, and to be the example, like I said earlier, that God wants us to be. We have one shot on this earth, and the rest of it's eternity. And we must stand our ground and be men of God, be a father that is leading our children by example. You know, a great example, too, is being faithful in the house of God. Showing your child that worship is very important, that serving God, that you keep the Sabbath day and you keep it holy, it's very important. But we'll come up with every excuse in the world not to go. Oh, we're doing this. We're doing that. If it's convenient, we'll pop in to church. Folks, our churches should be filled every Sunday and overflowing. Should be filled with people. Oh, yeah, you're gone some Sundays. I know that. At summertime, we you, we probably lose uh, 20% of attendance in the summer because people have cabins. And I expect them to use their cabins. And they only get some of them only get Sunday off and Saturday off. I expect them. But, you know, wherever you're at, if you're in the mountains, you're in your cabin, worship God. When it comes to Sunday morning, take time aside. I don't care. It's 15 minutes and spend time talking to the Lord. You know, my wife and I have always made it a habit. If we're out of town on a Sunday, we're in a church somewhere. And it's, it, and it's all sorts of types of churches. We don't go just to a church of God. We go to a, a good Christian church that's somewhere close to us that we can relate to and, and be a part of. And, and we like observing because I always have to preach. So it's nice to listen to somebody else. And we don't go in there and judge how that service is going to be. We just worship with the people. Worship with the people. I remember one time visiting a little church in California. And I, we stopped in on a Sunday morning. The church is about 45 people. And we're excited. And that one was within our denomination. And and I'm telling you what, the, the, there's an old guy that greeted us at the door. He just handed us a bulletin. But they didn't say a word to us. The pastor got up that morning, and he talked and this and that. And after the service, he went straight to his friends in the church and talked to them. We stood around there, six of uh, five of us. We stood around there, and, uh, okay, I'm back again. There was four of us. It was my wife and my daughter and I and, and a friend of ours, the four of us. And, and they didn't say a word to us. 
Well, we end up leaving, and we thought to ourselves, Lord, help us not to be that way. We have, of course, a lot larger church here, and, and we, we really try to greet everybody. In fact, we have a gift. We have a great gift for people to come and visit our church for the first time. In fact, if you happen to come the first time, come and tell me that, hey, you're there. Look me up. Say, I want to see Pastor Tom. I got something you're going to enjoy, and I'm going to tell you what it is. It's a great big Polish chocolate bar that tastes a lot like Swiss chocolate. It's awesome. And it says Cloverdale, welcome to Cloverdale on it. You will get a gift if you come over. Now, I'm not enticing you to come over. I'm just saying we want to try to reach everybody and talk to everybody. This gives us a chance to talk to everybody. I always tell everybody, now, don't keep it in your car. It'll become hot chocolate. And you certainly don't want that. But, you know, we just, we just, we got to be people who care for others' needs. As he said, don't be concerned about your selfish needs. It seems like in churches, too, we are so easy to get in clicks. We have our little groups, our little five or six we know all the time. We save the seats in the chairs. If somebody sits in our seat, whoa, what are you doing sitting in my seat? What do you think you're going on, man? Folks, yeah, look for people in your church that are new. Look for people you don't know. We should be building our churches up. Man, I want the Treasure Valley to fly, fly for Jesus. And I want all our churches. I love my friends and my pastor friends I get to talk to. I want to encourage them. And I encourage, in fact, when I, I'm going to take a couple months sabbatical sometime when I switch, when I move into another role of the church or I'm going to let somebody else come in if my associate takes over from whatever might be the future. I'm not exactly sure right now what it holds. But during that time, I'm going to go visit some of my friend churches, my friend Ben pastors five mile Nazarene. I plan on spending some time with Ben over there, and and some different other and other churches around the valley that that are just awesome churches. You know that that God is blessing over and over again. And I'm just it's so neat that we can stand together with one accord, saying we want to reach people for Jesus Christ. You know, I was over at speaking of Ben. I was over at Ben Turner's church uh, on five mile uh, five mile Nazarene. You ought to see behind their church. They have a ginormous field full of uh, uh, vegetables, and what they do is they have refugees come and they they handle a segment of the of the fields, and then they take that down to Saturday market and they sell it to proceeds uh, to help them live. It's a, a tremendous ministry. You wouldn't even know it because you don't see it unless you drive back there. He was showing me that the other day. I thought, how cool is that ministering? To those that need loved and encouraged, how it's so neat. But folks, we need to stand up and be counted on. And men, you know, you know, be counted on as a man. According to a 50-year study of Christians and non-Christian families, most young adults who follow Christ either come from a non-Christian homes or from homes where they grew up in the love with Jesus because mom and dad were in love with Jesus. Because mom and dad were in love with Jesus, that's where most of them came from. Sadly, very few believers came from homes that were very lukewarm. In their lives, they had lived a very lukewarm mentality. It's sobering, though, to suggest that chances are better for a child growing up in a non-Christian home to become a sold-out believer than for a child growing up in a spiritual lukewarm environment. You know, I want us to understand: authentic faith is important. Authentic faith is important. Are you exercising authentic faith? You know, I just uh, the great movie that we watched years ago, Christian movie called Courageous. It was a great movie. It talked about the church. It talked about the men, that we'd be men of courage. Folks, it's a choice that you have. Ladies, you can be women of courage too. But let's be people of courage. Let's stand up for the things of God. Let's let the power of God move us, help change our valley, help change our world, and may the power of the living God shine brightly in each and every life. Lord bless you. Have a great day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.